Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Raising Asian Teens. Resist the roar. I'm Jeannie Chang, licensed marriage and family therapist, raising four kids ages 14 to 20. I hear I that, that right. 14. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to correct myself. Yeah, 14 to 20. And I'm Sandra Boulay, a career and communications coach, raising three kids of my own ages 16 through 22. Yeah, see, I did not give the right age for our first episode, but it's all good. You know, he just turned 14. It's all good. Um, and so obviously I want him to stay 13 forever. But anyways, we're getting older. So our kids, uh, today's is our second episode of season three, and we're focusing on firstborn pressures. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, as I was growing up and actually just thinking about my three kids and my son, who is the eldest, uh, I think that there's just so much in terms of responsibilities um, on our oldest and expectations that I don't think in the Western culture, you see very much of that, you know? And so I would love to discuss this topic with you and just kind of see if we're, you know, we're on the same wavelength of what we see and what are we, what are we, I almost feel like it's imposing or what are our expectations for our eldest? Yes, I love that. So I would start with just our upbringings, right? And how firstborn pressures affected us personally. So I don't know about your angle, but obviously I am a firstborn. <laughs> so <laughs> I I have a few things to say. No, I, um, you're right. In our culture, especially... Um, and you hear it, so in, in the Korean culture, you hear a lot in Korean saying, take care of your younger, you know, your younger sister or your younger brother. And I got that. I have a younger sister only, but I kept getting that. And I remember thinking, I don't want to, <laughs> I mean, you know, when you're, you're young, I was like, I don't really care about my sister. You know, we fought a lot and obviously it's much different now, but that was one of the pressures, just being the person I had to always take care of my younger sibling or make sure that look out for her when you didn't really want to, you know, cause you're really selfish as a kid. But the other pressure I got, of course, the yeah. second generation, first generation immigrant parents, every attention was on me to succeed. Right. Um, they were working hard. My dad worked hard, came, came here. And then I, I, it was like all eyes on me. So I think I, the pressure I felt was just exactly what, you know, you see in, um, the Asian community of academic pressures, uh, societal pressures, doing well, behaving well, almost being like a perfect child. So it was extremely stressful growing up. In fact, that's what my book's about. You know, a little plug for my book. The book coming out, I talked a lot about those pressures and what it's like, but obviously I've reconciled them. So that's my experience growing up. I am proud to be a firstborn. I am. I think I think I it's molded my personality, <laughs> but it was not easy growing up. Yeah. So what I'm hearing from you, and I think it it is part of that, is that as a firstborn, um, you're expected to be the role model. I I feel like that's the case. And that's what I'm thinking when it comes to my son, because I remember countless of times when I have told him that he is the role model, that, you know, his siblings are looking up to him, that you have to be this great role model. Like it's almost 
Um, and I, 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 you know, I've heard a lot from firstborn who say, if I fail, that means, you know, I'm also responsible for my younger kids, uh, my younger siblings' failures because they're looking to me, you know? So sometimes that is involved um, also. So I think as a firstborn, what you're saying, almost being that perfect child, because you always have to be that perfect role model for your younger siblings. Exactly. And I definitely was not. But <laughs> but that's okay. Um, oh, yeah, maybe they have to tell your sister, don't be like your older sister. Yeah, I, I, actually, I think I'll be honest. My parents were saying, yeah, can you listen better than your older sister did? But that's okay. That was part of my personality. But I will say now, obviously... I, I don't feel as much pressure because my mom, I'm not living under my parents' roof. The, the, the only thing that I would say that I feel is I, I became a mom first. So I think I was trying to be, when she was becoming a mother, I think I was trying to be there for her, right? Uh, you know, help her with advice and be there, be like the older sister, which, so that, so that was nice to be able to reciprocate when I matured. <laughs> it's a joke. But yeah, you know, and that's, so that was my pressures growing up. And academically though, of course, now I can say I appreciate that pressure it's made me who I am right but I parented differently and we can kind of switch roles now well I mean so anyways I don't want to talk too much about myself but yeah that's how how our experience has a lot to do how we're raising our kids well I am in a family of uh you know eight eight kids so I'm number six out of eight (laughs) so it's a huge family but I see my um you know my oldest brother you know the head of the family the the oldest one um I see he has the greatest obligation to family and it, it seems like very much in the 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 culture because my husband is also the oldest in his family and the obligation to family um so anytime we have an event or um, anything like that where somebody has to represent it's always my oldest you know like it's like you're the oldest you gotta do it you know so even like with my dad's funeral my oldest brother had to take charge you know Mm. it was always you have the obligation um to to do that and it's very much and i see it also in my uh, husband's family as the oldest there's so many things that he feels is in you know on his shoulders you know, he got to take care of his siblings. He has to take care of parents. He's, so I think that is ingrained within our culture as the oldest. Like you're born, you know, you have an obligation. <laughs> yeah. Because you're the old, especially if you're the oldest and you're a son, even more. Right. So, so Asian. <laughs> so right? Asian. So Asian. And I will share. So I'm glad. I mean, so I don't know. Yes, you watch that from your brother's angle and your husband's angle. Now, besides me being the oldest girl, my husband is the middle son. But, and so he doesn't have that experience, but I still see it in his older brother. Uh, you know, in my in-laws, um, I don't, I don't want to say pressure because I think he handles it well, but I do see him really trying in Korean, it's called chadejo, like meaning really taking care of his family. And I think he does a great job. Like shout out to my older brother-in-law. I think he does a great job taking care of my husband, his younger brother, and then the youngest son. And, and I see that example and it's great. And, but, but then I, sometimes I wonder, gosh, is that, I would like to ask him, is that a lot of pressure for you? You know, always watching out for every member of the family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I guess that's part of the question that 
you're you're asking that question and then that question also then applies to our own kids are yes. we then imposing the same kind of pressures on our kids and and some kids are will be natural leaders and some will not be <laughs> some right. can handle those pressures and some cannot and so that's the question is that we're talking about this topic to make sure that we as parents are really thinking about the kinds of pressures that we may be you know putting on our kids Mm-hmm. you know especially our, our our you know our oldest one and so you know the obligation to the family becoming you know being that great role model providing sibling care you know those are <laughs> our and also i would say the other thing and this is something that i do a lot of is being like the cultural go between mm. <laughs> my parents and my younger siblings my parents are always calling up to me and saying, "I don't know why your sister is doing this or why your brother is doing. You need to advise <laughs> them to do this." And then I have to explain, "Well, they're doing this. Like my younger brother um is, you know, he's an art major. He's an art professor now, but when he was majoring in art, can you imagine my parents were going crazy or like art you're never going to make any money you're going to be poor out of the streets and i just sit you know and being that cultural goal between and i think a lot of times the you know the uh, the oldest in the family has that duty because they have to explain because they know they understand their parents a lot more and then of course they they also understand their siblings You that's know, interesting. So, yeah. yeah. No, I think yeah. that's great because so, your your family's unique. You're, well, not unique, but just a big family, right? Compared to mine where it's just me and my sister. But yeah. I guess as we're talking about how we're parenting our kids, I like let's start with the first factor of you said of what you said about the putting pressure on our eldest. Do we put pressure on our eldest to take care of the rest of the siblings? So I'll answer that first um because there's multiple pressure, right, that we put on our firstborn. But let's talk about family familial duties. I will say my daughter's the oldest. So, generally speaking, sorry, I'm going to be a little biased, but women are good nurturers naturally, okay? So, I think it was nice having a daughter first in the sense of just naturally she had that bossy tone to her younger <laughs> brothers and she has three younger brothers, right? So, I did appreciate that because I, you know, raising four kids, I needed some help obviously from uh my oldest and that happened to be a girl. But I will share this. I don't know if it's the dynamic of girl being the oldest and then three brothers, but I don't think I really reared her or raised her to be so much looking out for her brothers. I mean, there were times I'd be like, "Okay, can you hold his hand?" when she was little, you know, or can you go do this or but I think I where I focused was more on her her own chores than checking up on her brothers. Does that make sense? Like I didn't put that much pressure on her to be really overseeing her siblings. That pressure was on me. You know that you know okay. what I mean and that's just my americanness. I think that's where the difference was. I because this is a great thing that you made me think about. I was like, "Wait, did I put that pressure on my own daughter?" And to be honest, no. I did, I don't think I did at all. If anything, only when we were out in public and she was young, younger and at home, I'd say, "Grab this person. Grab this kid. Go, can you go grab that for mommy?" But I I don't think I ever I think it was very rare when I said, "I need you to look out for your brothers." Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's my angle. Yeah, on that part. Well, how about you? Yeah. Well, I I would say that I'm still very traditional Vietnamese American mm-hmm. and I I felt like even as my son was very young, I already kind of trained him. <laughs> I was trained him or I would say encourage <laughs> and instill that in him that 
that was his job was, you know, he had to look out for his sisters. Um, pretty much very early on, I, I would have to say that's the case. And my my son is not the nurturer in a, in a sense where, oh, he'll, you know, wake up and, and make a sandwich for his sister or something like that. He was more of, he's a, just a funny, easygoing brother. And so he would, you know, if they fight and fought over a toy, he would let, you know, younger siblings have their way most mm. of the time so he's what he was in that role he's like i'm older brother i just need to let you have it you know oh. give it to you and and so for me that made him a really good older brother for for his uh and both of the yeah both of my girls adore him um oh. they yeah they really adore him but he does i think feel that as part of you know him being knowing that he has to take care of them but I would have to say in the other way around I've you know also taught my girls that they all have to take care of one another it's just not a one-way street it's not your brother but I think he does act like he's the older brother for sure yeah yeah sure um (laughs) yeah uh, so that I mean that's good I mean I don't think that's I think that's a that I think that's why it's always good to have the cultural balance, right? I you just made me think. Wait, what did I do with my girls, with my daughter, but my son, who is the oldest son, right? With two more underneath him, I will say that he probably does a better job of looking out for two younger brothers, mainly because I think maybe the family dynamic. You know, um, like I said, my daughter was the bossy one, told him what to do, right? <laughs> hey, do this, do that. But right. then my older son, especially when I, when he went off to college. We, I felt the gap a little bit more because his two younger siblings really did not only look up to him, but they did a lot more stuff together, you know? And so in that sense, it was very like a fun relationship of doing activities and sports because they're boys. So that dynamic, I think I sensed they felt a little bit of a loss that their older brother left for college, you know? Oh. And yeah, so I sensed that too in them. They yeah. even said, yeah, it was kind of sad. We don't, we don't have late night snacks we're by ourselves and I guess having his presence (laughs) was protecting you know that protective like factor even if he didn't verbally say I'm here to protect you so yeah I mean so that in that sense that was the dynamic with my um, older two um, so as as we're talking about Mm -hmm. this I am reflecting that you know it's also very dependent that on the oldest the firstborn whether the firstborn is male or female you know depending on the the sex it has it seems to have a difference i i do and also um the personality of your old definitely you know uh so all those you can't just you know we can't say a general uh generalization but for sure um it's also within our environment in terms of what we so i love that you're focusing you know on your daughter and her own personality and who she is and what you want her to be and also thinking about that and Mm -hmm. and in a sense i'm looking at my son and also thinking okay this is his personality i'm not going to force him to do all the chores for the kids or because that's not really him but he (laughs) provides so much of the emotional support you know he's that really good some he's the one where the kid the younger sisters would definitely come to and talk about their problems if they oh if they that's had amazing any. So, i love that you know so taking into that account but also us being aware that as the oldest there are a lot of things in our culture that we do put you know on the oldest um, in our family. So oh, let's definitely. talk about some of the advantages then, you know, I know that's yeah. a lot of pressures, but 
what are the advantages of being the oldest? You got some advantages, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, she's the oldest girl, right? And the only girl. So here, the older two, I will say this, despite the firstborn pressures, and by the way, side note, we'll have to talk academic pressures in a second, but I definitely think they got the attention. <laughs> Undivided attention being the oldest, right? Before we had other kids. Then the second child, he was my oldest son. So undivided attention being the son that I always actually wanted, you know? Like I didn't know if I, I didn't know I wanted a girl until I had a girl. Obviously, you know, you just care about having a healthy baby because I grew up with a lot of girls, my sister and a lot of girl cousins. So I really wanted a boy, but obviously I'm so glad my daughter was first. But then when I had my son, I was like super excited. And then I had two more sons. So anyway, no, they clearly benefited from me at the time specifically their entire almost entire childhood I stayed at home you know as a full-time mom going to grad school obviously in between that but overall they I was on their field trips their P I was PTA vice president when they were there oh, I mean wow. when they were at school I did a lot really fully engaged with my older two and maybe half the time with my third before I really I went back to work my fourth my poor fourth kid We'll talk about that later, but yeah. he, <laughs> but he's very well adjusted. But yes, they clearly, I think all of them are confident, but my older two, I do see the difference in their confidence level. And here's a, here's the other advantage. They're somewhat spoiled. Okay. <laughs> Meaning um, sometimes I'm like, especially when I sent my son off to college, I was thinking, you can't do nothing. He doesn't know how to do anything. I mean, literally I was thinking I took care of everything because he was the oldest, you know, and, the, and my daughter was the oldest and you know how you just, you just do everything yeah. for them. Yeah. 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 So he, they, they're, he, to this day, I'm like, do you know how to boil water? You know? And he's like, yeah, you just pour water in. I was like, oh my gosh. So the advantage is he didn't really have to do much. Uh, I guess the pressures of, I don't know, doing all these chores or, you know, I took care of the younger two a lot more and they're much more yeah. self-sufficient. So yeah, that's the advantage there. Got lots of attention. Yeah. So lots of I, gifts. I do, I do absolutely agree with you that they, as the first board, they had, you know, uh, the most attention from, especially my son, you know, and not only that, he was the, you know, the, the first son of the oldest son, you know, so it right. gave him, you know, extra kudos. So he was uh, showered with a lot of love. Um, and attention in the beginning. He still showered with a lot of love yes. and attention. Um, now, um, you know, for the firstborn, there's so many studies out there and it's very interesting because there's so many studies that says the firstborns are, you know, are uh, your the, the many CEOs or the successful uh, entrepreneurs or those who are out there doing great work. The firstborn seem to have the most success. They have the most leadership skills. They have the most um, the better personalities, you know, it, it's funny that there's so many studies and, and, and part of it, I think, is the time and attention that we can give to them because there is more resources, just mm -hmm. that one child. Sure. And I think, I think also because as a firstborn, when the siblings come, they are learning because they're older. They, they have to already be like in that leadership <laughs> role right? because they're leading their siblings. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's true. Like it comes naturally for them because they, they are the oldest, right? And we do depend on them. So I see that. I can see that. I will say I also, there was a study out there about the youngest child of um, not necessarily three, I think four, because the numbers matter, right? So you should look at yourself. I think you're the youngest of four, right? I mean, you're the, I'm um, not the youngest of four. So you're number four. Um, uh, 
or I'm, I'm in the long line of numbers. <laughs> You're six, six out of eight. So, <laughs> I was getting yeah, confused, Audrey. <laughs> oh, no, but my my, um, my youngest, though, uh, just a little bit of reverse, I think he is the most self-sufficient. So even though he's the youngest, and I would say the whiner of the family, he, I don't know, because maybe because I went to work, he actually uh, does a lot around the house that he's probably the most valuable player in the family. <laughs> Because we're like, hey, can you make the rice? Can you put the laundry oh, in there? Can cool. you do- yeah. So it's a little different role where my older two, like I said, they definitely have those leadership qualities. But again, I just didn't expect that of them. You would think I did. So in some sense, I don't know. Maybe that's my very, very Americanist. I ended up doing a lot of that. You know, and then the older I got and had to work full time, I diverted that you know, responsibility to my younger kids. Isn't that interesting? That's how the dynamic is in my family. Mm, yeah, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think I'm more in the traditional roles. Both of my kids, my older kids think the little one, the third one has the easiest. They think mm. that, you know, she gets, she, they're always like, when I was her age, I would never, you would never let me do this. Mom, you're too easy on her, you know? <laughs> okay, so let me, let me rephrase. Uh, no, no, they, they, my older kids say that too. They go, hey we never yelled at you like that or it's not like my youngest yells at me i'm like he didn't yell they go yeah every time we even like thought about snapping back you know we had we couldn't argue at all with you i was like what yeah. you know yeah. i was like really <laughs> you know so you get you just get tired and uh you get tired as you age but no that's a yeah. good point no my kids do point out saying that i've we've we've definitely gotten more laid back with yeah. our younger two and you know lenient with rules letting them do this and that yeah. and i think they're right they are you know, you're, I'm much more protective with the older two because we were learning then. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, no, you can't yeah. do that. Don't touch that. Don't yeah. eat this. You yeah. Know? As my, my son said, he goes, I am the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm true. The guinea pig. It you is know, true. And everything is like, whether the classes to take, everything is like, everything that you did right and everything that you did wrong, mom, I'm the guinea pig. <laughs> so I that, know. And my sisters get part. the benefit. Yeah, my sisters get the benefit. That's what he said. Well, and speaking of that, so the older pressures, uh, the the academic pressures. So let me talk about the firstborn pressures of what I did, because I know I sound like I was laid back with them in other parts. But when it came academically, I think I was much harder on the older two. Like I just, that's probably where I was the traditional tiger mom, where I couldn't let go of that part of it. So I was really like that micromanager of, their academics doing this I only expected perfection to be honest and then I loosened up with the third and fourth just because you know you you get more comfortable with parenting right <laughs> and and my older two were the guinea pigs right so I think in that sense they have shared that they felt an enormous amount of pressure to really do well and always you know almost have the pressure that I had growing up where my younger two I don't think they feel that as much yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree with you that, you know, the pressures, the academic pressures were much harder for my my two college kids now. And then the, the, the last one, I'm like, okay, maybe because I see there's so many, you know, um, ways in terms of being successful and that, you know, there are a lot of pressures in terms of just grades being perfect. And even with perfect grades, you may not get into the dream school that you want. And even if the dream school that you want doesn't guarantee anything for you about success in the the future so for me i think my 
you know, the way I'm looking at things, I'm a little bit more laid back and maybe more the, the vision of seeing, okay, the overall care and happiness of my child. Like, mm. it, it, it has expanded through age <laughs> and through wisdom. And maybe just with all the things that are going on, that it's so much out of our control that I think it's like taking a step back and being really reflective, you know, of what is really important. Yeah, and that's a, just a great way to bookend our, our episode. How, what is important? I mean, yes, firstborn pressure is a big part of our culture, um, Asian culture specifically, and then balancing that with our American culture. But you just said it. I mean, it just, I guess the way we are trying to resist the war is it is about the well being of our kids, you know? And even now, I think I have, I'm, I love that you said a holistic picture or an overall vision my vision has expanded too, you know, to look at, okay, yes, they're the firstborn, oldest girl, oldest son, you're kind of going through all this new stuff with them. Right. But looking at the holistic picture of what's going to make them happy and not, I, I have loosened up a lot going, okay, I would have wanted you to do this, but you're right. It makes sense for you because this is what you want to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So and totally and my son actually has come home from college and he says, I wish I hadn't not been so stressed out in high school like I thought mm. that you know getting a B was the end of the world and and he's like it's not mom <laughs> <laughs> it's not you know there's so many things that you know that is small in comparison to the big things in life you know that B and so that's you know he's like and he goes I wish that I had enjoyed my high school years a little bit more reflecting back you know oh, um, yeah. so I'm thinking about that and keeping that in mind and and really focusing on at the end of the day what is it that you're really teaching your kids it's not about necessarily getting the A of course you want them to get the A but it is about something much more than that about hard work about you know um, learning to uh, learning from your mistakes what skills what values are you actually wanting to instill in your kids and I think that's a lot more important totally I mean wholeheartedly yeah. agree and what a good uh, I mean something to learn from what you saw, your son said I will say that's something I don't want to hear my kids saying too going I wish I had you know a more fun not childhood it's not like your son was saying that but just a little loosened up a little bit in high school and I think they've hinted yeah. to that they haven't said that like your son did but <laughs> I think my older two have hinted definitely similar because I was harder on them you know I'd be like okay it's nine o'clock p.m you've got to go to bed where with my younger two I'm like what time is it I think you need to sleep oh. you know I was just much more laid back yeah. and didn't put all this pressure on them to have the perfect schedule too you know and I think that just happens with parenting we are learning. So parents, I always tell parents, please also be gracious on yourselves because yes, we're hard on our firstborns because it's true. They are the guinea pigs. We learn through them, right? So it's okay, but it's also important to just kind of give yourself, give yourself that, um, that grace to make mistakes or just to understand that we don't mean to put all this pressure on our firstborn. Some of it is cultural, but we don't mean to do that. It just happens to be like they are our first ones. So they get all this attention. Yeah, so to wrap up, I love that you say that we're learning through them. I would like to add that we are also learning from them because mm. I am learning so much I love from that. my son Just and, gave me and chills. hearing him and providing his feedback. And I'm sure that's the same with your daughter and your, your, your oldest son, you know, that they're providing feedbacks to you too about um, about, you know, even you as a parent, like what you did, what they thought was really good, what you, they think that 
you know, in terms of taking care of the siblings. And now it's wonderful to see them as these young adults with their own minds and their own thoughts, you know, and it's, I love hearing from them. Even if, if you know, even if it's we like, we may some, disagree. Right. There, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, I, in fact, I no, in fact, when they say, this is, this is not good for my mental health. And you need to, and I'd be like, what did you just say? You know, I'd be like, uh, fine. But I do love hearing yeah. that too. You're right. Yeah. I love that, that we can learn from them. Awesome. What a great call to action there, parents, to learn from our, our firstborn too, you know? Great Perfect. lesson for it. Perfect. So guys, so I love this. And what a great conversation on just firstborn pressures. And until we see you next time, resist, resist the, the roar. roar.